Well, there we are. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Godzilla. Now, it's grown up a little bit. Maybe got a little promotion there, as he is officially known as Godzilla, King of Monsters. There you go. That new release that came out this past week. Me and Troy saw it. What do we think? Do we think he is a king worthy of our praise? <laughs> Find out on a very Monster Mash edition of the Review Review. I think that's probably one of the best intros I've done in a while. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was clean. Yeah. One take, one kill. No weird pause <laughs> where right. I was trying to find words or say the weekly come outs. <laughs> I think I did a I think I did a good job this time. Oh, I didn't even feel the urge to start it with I was working in the lab <laughs> late one night. It was a graveyard <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Oh my god, I always think I'm going to hate that. And then I end up loving it so hard. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. No. But look, up, look up the monster fuck from Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> It'll make your day. Yeah, well. I want to say it's on YouTube, but I don't, I'm not sure. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. But yeah, monster fuck is good. <laughs> the wolf man just jerked off and cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yes, at the top of the hour, we are going to be getting to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have that rumble, that, that afterburn rumble, that, yeah, rumble that, that he has. Afterburn. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into that, JT, we're going to get into something else. Mm. First question to you is... Is that fan picking up on the mics? I mean, a little bit, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Good, because it is going to be hot AF in here if I don't have it on. That is fine. <laughs> Give it to yourself. Great. You, you're you a hardworking man. You I'm deserve this. hardworking man. I you deserve, deserve this. You deserve this. <laughs> Troy, tell yourself you deserve this. Troy, you deserve this. <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. You're doggone it. People like you. <laughs> we'll see after this review. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> What <laughs> the stupidest clickbaitiest thing I've ever said. Uh, but why don't we get out with some? Uh, why don't we get get out with uh, the latest comeouts of the week? Oh yeah, <laughs> the daily comeouts. <laughs> Telling you, it's it's picking on. Uh, Todd McFarlane, you may know him from the being the creator of Spawn and him threatening a Spawn movie, threatening multiple times. <laughs> the uh, hardest R. That's right. It's gonna be straight. Horror. It's going to be so hard. Hard. R. Well, he's threatening again to be making that movie. And it also made... Oh, shit. I forgot to write the website down. But... Oh, it's like the 411.com or something like that. Yeah. Made Todd McFarlane the dumpster fire of the week. <laughs> for this fact alone, that Todd McFarlane is still on uh, the rampage to make that hard R spawn movie. And he is not giving up any creative control at all 
to anyone. <laughs> not any co-producer, not any co-director, not any production studio such as Blumhouse, which they're trying, which is trying to work with. Not giving up an inch. He wants to make the exact movie he wants to make. Oh, this is... I can't wait for this to come out now. I want it to come out. Because he's only asking for, um, like, a mere $10 million to $12 million. Yeah. I mean, that's the Blumhouse model. Yeah. I'm sure they'd give... Especially with a name behind it. They usually they tend to give out more money to movies that have some sort of a franchise behind it. Right. Todd McFarlane isn't a slouch. He wants to put up most of his own money. Yeah. So, really, Blumhouse would maybe put up... At the most, half of it. Yeah. Of uh, five million, yeah. let's say. That's not a huge... Uh, I would say the Spawn movie would make its money back at least in the first two weeks. Yeah. Just just putting the name Spawn on it, even if it's a total piece of shit. Yes. There, it's going to make some money. Yes. But, with that being said... I'd almost now want to see this movie for a completely different reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only because it's going to be solely one man's oh, yeah. complete vision. And if it fails hard, it's all on him. I and love, that's what I want. But I love those so much because it's like, when it's when it's one person's vision, there is there's definitely, not even tinges, huge heaps of insanity in there. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter who the person is. Yeah. If it's a person that thinks they can make a movie all by itself, by themselves, there's going to be a lot of insane shit in there. Yes, and that's what I want. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind this will be middling to poor, but maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah. Don't know. The Spawn animated series is really good. That was on HBO. Oh, yeah? I thought I saw that it's up on HBO Go. I might check out I think it's up on there, and somebody else told me that the whole thing's on YouTube as well. Oh. So maybe you can check it out and steal it from there. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, jumping into casting news, JT, we brought this up maybe two weeks ago at this point. Okay. But it wasn't quite official. It was heavily rumored, but it is now official. Robert Pattinson is our new Batman. Okay. Your thoughts? Have you thought about this more? I like it. Same. I haven't thought about it anymore because I actually thought it was a done deal when we brought this up like two weeks ago. Even when you came through that door, you didn't think about it anymore? <laughs> That's another inside joke. Check out uh, my Twitter thread. Yeah. Watch Frozen. <laughs> and listen to any song on that whole album. But yeah, I, I'm a fan of this so far. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that this should be any bad. Uh, so bring it on. Give it yeah. to us. Yes. Moving on, JT. Okay. A little bit of Netflix news. The streaming juggernaut yeah. is teaming with another animation studio. It works with this animation studio. Actually, this actually ties into what uh, maybe was on in the living room as you were coming in. What? DreamWorks Pictures. Yeah. Specifically DreamWorks Animation. Yeah. They are doing a Jurassic World animated series Ooh. coming to Netflix in 2020. Same people who bring you Boss Baby back in business. Yeah. And the Spirit Horse Show. <laughs> Same animation studio bringing you that is bringing you a Jurassic World movie. I uh, I think I read up on or this. An animated I, series, rather. I read up on this, and I, it's supposed to be where uh, Jurassic World is building a summer camp for kids. Because uh, that's a horrible. fucking awesome idea. <laughs> 
where di- dinosaurs that get loose and murder people? <laughs> hopefully, kids. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> show them. Uh, I don't. I'm probably not going to watch this. I just thought it was interesting because I knew that uh, Boss Baby was made by this, so yeah. I thought I'd just throw that in there. Well, bless it. Bless their hearts. It's still. It's a such a great movie. <laughs> listen our listen back to our review. Oh my it. god, Boss Baby. We loved what a, it. What a legend of a movie. <laughs> what a legend. Uh Joel, do you see this odd news about Lauren Michaels and Chris Catan over the last couple of days? No. So Chris Catan just had a book come out uh just the beginning of the month. Yeah. The first or of the wait, month. yeah, isn't this where like didn't like Lauren Michaels like tell Chris Catan that he had to fuck like someone from NBC? Yeah, kind of. So in the book Okay. Chris Kattan goes on and says, like, when he, when he was making Night at the Roxbury, yeah. the director of that, oh, okay. uh, Amy Heckerling, yeah. I guess was supposed to, or, like, he was supposed to bang her yeah. or something because he, in the book, wrote that she came up to him and said, so are we having sex or what? <laughs> and he just kind of laughed it off and went about his day. Yeah. And then the next day, she came to Lauren Michaels furious and didn't want to do the movie anymore because they didn't bang. Jesus. So nobody has corroborated this story. Yeah. And like agreed and backed this thing up that it's true. Lorne Michaels hasn't said anything, obviously. Yeah. But then the whole article goes on about how Lorne Michaels is like kind of, I guess not really shitty, but he's just kind of like a looming figure in the NBC offices that just yeah. has this huge clout over the comedy scene in new york especially yeah that it it kind of makes him like a questionable person yeah even if this true is true or not yeah because i actually took a screenshot of what um the conversation went down as uh i already had this thing where the next day lauren michaels called him furious saying that amy apparently didn't want to direct the movie because she didn't or he didn't bang her yeah if you wanted to make sure the movie happened Catan would have to keep amy happy michaels reportedly said chris i'm not saying <laughs> he only do it in his voice chris chris, chris, I'm, not chris saying I'm not saying you have to fuck her but it wouldn't hurt <laughs> that's apparently what he said uh and Catan writes further on that he and heckerling eventually did have sex consensually but that he was very afraid of the power she and lauren wielded over his career jesus yeah, and then it goes on to say some weird stuff about like how he just has like this weird power over the the comedy scene and pretty much this whole Saturday Night Live monster. Man, yeah, it's it's really weird. Did you ever listen to much of WTF? No. There was like a stint on that show for maybe two or three years where um, Mark Maron would have people like pre or uh, what am I trying to say? previous cast members of SNL on yeah. just talk about like their lives on SNL and how Lauren Michaels was yeah. because he got denied from Saturday night live. Yeah. And then he finally was trying to get his closure and why they never got into the show or whatever. And when yeah. he finally got Lauren Michaels on or whatever. Yeah. And I was like obsessed with like the inner workings of SNL at that point. Oh, yeah. And it's still like, a. I'm still surprised the show is still on TV. Yeah. To be honest. Like, it's a it's in season, like, 46 or 47. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. And, like, it's it's the only show of its kind on TV. Yeah. It's live every week. 
just works people to the bone all week yeah. to have this one big huge throw blowout on Saturday nights. Yeah. And it's this uh, maker of careers almost mm-hmm. that still includes like a musical act that nobody ever cares for. Uh, I I every time we watch on Hulu we like freaking fast forward through it every time. I get up, go to the bathroom and get a drink or something <laughs> like that. I never watch it. But like it's it's such a weird monster of a show. Yeah. And it's so, it's so, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to me. I know. I feel like a show like that is kind of like Teachers in Tenure, where it's like, once it gets past a certain point, it, it's like, it, it's been around for so long, people don't know how to ask it to go away. Yeah. Where <laughs> it's like, oh man, man. We could probably put something else here, but man, it's, I mean, it's been working this long. We might as well just keep it here forever. Right. <laughs> and you wouldn't think like, so the show obviously has a special guest every week, a special host. Yeah. And that completely hinges on the host because like, yeah, no matter the talent of the cast that they have at that time, yeah. if the host isn't really all that good, almost every skit can fall flat. Like it's yeah. on for a long time, like yeah. two and a half hours or something mm-hmm. like that. And then it gets to the Hulu cut, and it's, like, 45 minutes long, maybe? So, like, I would love to watch it live every week to see what is actually cut and actually put out on Hulu. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, my God. Like, it's such an interest. If you look into, like, the inner workings of SNL, it's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I've I've always wanted to try and find it where, like, they, like, every time I've heard, like, a podcast where someone's talked about SNL, they always bring up, like, the worst host ever was Steven Seagal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. he took himself way too seriously, and they, they, I guess, like, the only time he ever pitched a skit, it was, like, a skit where he c- constantly joked about raping somebody. Oh. <laughs> God. Awful. Yeah. But then you had, like, even before the Trump administration, they had Donald Trump on as a host. Yeah. And then the next year, he's elected for president, and all they do is bash him. Like, what? Did, why even have him on? What was the point of that? Was that like a power move by Lauren or what? I don't I know. I have no idea. Such a weird fucking show. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up in case you heard about it. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't I it? I love Chris Kattan, too. So do I. Like, I feel like he's so underrated when I, he came to Saturday Night Live. There's so much of what he did... Where it was like, I always looked forward to, like, something Chris Kattan did. On Saturday Night Live, yes. And then um, anything he did afterwards, I think he was squandered on. Because, like, the movies were just... Well, I think he got typecast. Yeah. Like, they typecast him as, be that character... Be, like, these characters from Saturday Night Live. But it's, like, Chris Kattan's characters are meant for, like, a Saturday Night Live show where you get it in, like... an eight-minute skit. Yeah. (laughs) But then people people typecast him, like, do that for an hour and a half and call yourself Corky Romano. Right. (laughs) Bad. (laughs) So, yeah, I... Hopefully he's doing okay for himself. I would assume he is off residuals of something. Hopefully. I don't know if he's in anything. Night at the Roxbury's still good. I like Night at the Rock. I think it's not like a great movie, but yeah. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually one of the first movies that me and Sea Danger, like, mora- like, we brought it up to each other saying that we loved it. And uh, it was like the a first little spark that we had. There you go. Because it's odd that her and her best friend would watch that movie all the time as kids. Yeah. And we would watch it all the time as kids. Oh, yeah. And it's just so weird. 
Just imagine. Synergy. If Chris Kattan didn't bang that director, <laughs> you wouldn't have met your wife. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, moving on to maybe some... I'll, I'll dip into some uh, other news here, JT, and I'll pick it up at the end. Uh, so the Dark Phoenix already has some reviews out there. I heard they're so glowing. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that sentence, and there was not. It uh, It's doing bad. I read lowest reviewed X-Men movie ever. It ha Okay, this is the news I have. Dark Phoenix has the... Oh, I keep bumping the mic. Has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of any X-Men movie so far. Yeah. Looking at it currently, it's at 22%. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look forward to our review next week. We're going to see it. <laughs> You're going to see it. That's only a critic score, though, since the movie mm. technically hasn't releases, released to audiences yet. So we'll see once uh, this weekend comes about, see where it's at. But I want to see what freaking Wolverine's orange, Origins orange, is. Oranges? Or, oranges. <laughs> Wolverine at Oranges. Wolverine Oranges. There we go. <laughs> what is it? Load, you dong. Oh, it's at 37%. Oh, no. Yikes. What about X-Men Apocalypse? Sorry, I'm going to look up a few. One more thing. Just look up every single X-Men movie, Troy. X we got time. Apocalypse. No results found. Bullshit. It's so bad it's not even on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Once it reaches a certain score, they just take it off of Rotten Tomatoes. It literally says no results. It, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Do you know anymore. how to spell apocalypse, Troy? I it autocorrected apocalypse. I must have not spelled X Men right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask Google. Hey Google, what's the Rotten Tomatoes score for X Men Apocalypse? On the website express.co.uk, they say this is comfortably the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of the entire franchise. The next one up is X Men Origins Wolverine on thirty-seven percent. To read more, look for the link in your Google Maps. God damn it, Google, you didn't... So you, you said X, but you said <laughs> you the one said that we the said. The one that we already know. The fuck, Google. 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 Ah, uh, whatever, I've given up. Anyway, I got more news, JT. Let's All move right. on. Let's move Go on. Go ahead. Uh, did you see that the Wonder Woman poster came out? Wonder Woman 84 poster. I did. Uh, it's very glittery, very colorful. Very colorful, almost taking a shine from maybe uh, Thor Ragnarok a little bit, showing a splash of color in there, getting away from the drab DC, usually uh, very desaturated tone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I like it. It's, it's showing her in a new costume, like an armored costume, which she has sported in the books before. Yeah. Not maybe not exactly like this, but pretty close. Um also Patty Jenkins, the director of this, has also said that DC is not going to be at Comic-Con this year. Ooh. So don't look for uh DC or uh films to be showing anything at Hall H this year. Ooh. Um I don't know what that means. <laughs> maybe that they're throwing a few things on the back burner and don't want to really put anything into motion yet. Until some of their new stuff comes out. Who grabs knows? a foothold of something. Yeah. 
Um, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. 47. X-Men Apocalypse. Thank you so much. Don't know how I missed it. <laughs> well, know. you misspelled X-Men, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you have it. It, it, it uh, looks good to me. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to it. Next year. Next year. I'm looking forward to that uh, first trailer drop. I'm very curious. I'm also very... I'm too fast, too curious. Oh, my about goodness. That, about that trailer. <laughs> Uh, the last bit of news I got here, JT, the, this, on its 39th day of being in theaters, oh. Avengers Endgame. Did it do it? It did not do it yet. Ah! Actually, maybe have some... It's tickling my balls. I, <laughs> this is the first day, actually it would have been yesterday, would have been its first day that it did not make a million dollars at uh -oh. the box office. It made, it, a it made a measly $890,000. Uh-oh. Is it, it going to lose too much steam then? It probably is. Ugh. And it's not going to be able to top the worldwide box office of Avatar. The juggernaut that is Avatar. I know. Um, and more interesting news, too. Yeah. It actually got there a week earlier than Avengers Infinity War. In dropping down below a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Avengers Infinity War didn't drop below a million until its 40th week. Oh. Um, and then I looked into f further with that, because it was like a Forbes article that I was re reading, that uh, there's a ton of movies that have surpassed Avengers Endgame and making more than a million dollars a day. Yeah. Um, including, like, most of the recent Star Wars movies and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But because of its huge opening, yeah, like everyone saw it opening yeah. oh, weekend. Yeah. They're trying to avoid spoilers and stuff. And it also hasn't had like the clearest runway after it's come out. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, pretty big things that have come out. Yeah, ever since. So this is like the first. Well, actually, this is like the second weekend of like bigger movies to come out since Endgame. Yeah, and it's now just getting below a million dollars where like things like star wars or even like infinity war had a pretty open runway yeah to be making I'm trying to remember uh, I, I can't remember i couldn't remember either seasons, i but... i on forbes they usually have a good uh good stats on that kind yeah. of stuff but i know you get it on a weekly basis right you like to stay oh, studied yeah. up on money yeah. oh yeah it's in my rss feed <laughs> you know it doesn't matter I get uh, all How's the Dow Jones look today? Oh, Dow Jones is up. Oh, it's up? Good. Don't know. How many <laughs> How many points? 6. Cool. <laughs> read it in the paper, so Good. Good. You mean you read it in Forbes? I mean, yeah. Cuz Forbes. Cuz you get it. They make a special newspaper just for me. Oh, they do? Yeah. Bless them. They fax it to me. <laughs> I put it on my own newsprint. This guy's so steady, we got to send it to him personally. <laughs> Uh, so that's gonna be all my news, I think, JT. That's all I got. There you go. Got some good comeouts there. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, today, while you're loading up your news, we are drinking something special. It's nothing really Godzilla-themed. Yeah. But it may be monster-themed. Uh, we are drinking the Grumpy Troll Brew Pub's own... Uh, Trailside Wheat Beer. Ooh. I actually went there this afternoon and grabbed two large 
uh, liter or pint bottles of them. I got the this, the wheat beer, and another one in the fridge mm. that we'll pop open later. What do you think so far? This I wheat like beer it. is kind of sweet, almost. I already drank it, so mm. it's good. It is good. Uh, the next one I have is a golden lager called, like, Troll Gold or something like that. It's good. I had it there at the uh, at the pub. Very nice. It's got poop. I almost got a growler of it, but instead I got two large pint bottles. Oh. So there you have it. It's good. Coming from Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. You yeah. can see what they got at thegrumpytroll.com. Check it out. <laughs> Check it Check out it sometime. Out. I know we go... I think I used to drive through Mount Horrible a lot when we like visit relatives. Cause I got all them, all those the troll pesky way. wooden trolls. <laughs> Would you go down the troll way? Of course, you got to go through the troll way. <laughs> it's an odd, somewhat semi-small town in Wisconsin where the main street down has a bunch of wooden trolls in everyone's yard. Yeah, it's very strange, but very quirky. Twas, twas very quirky. Twas quirky. Twas quirky. <laughs> Uh, Troy, HBO's limited series Chernobyl uh -huh. ended this past week. I'll talk about that more as uh, we go on. But uh, according to uh, sources, <laughs> All right. uh, IMDB has it as its top rated TV show ever. Really? Yeah. It is at the number one spot on IMDB. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, in an IMDb rating. No, in I, like when IMDb lists all the like IMDb has like their list of movies that they say are like based on ratings. Yeah. Yeah. This is TV show is oh considered been God. rated the best. The best. Yeah. That's pr I I have wanted to check that out. I just haven't had the time to do it yet. Well, uh, I'll talk about it more as we go on. All right. Or in another segment that we have, but. Uh, yeah, uh, ongoing that, Chernobyl that, news. That surprised me. <laughs> that surprised me. Uh, Troy, I got some sad news on the TV front as well. Oh no! Uh, Sci-fi mm -hmm. has canceled the TV show Happy. Oh no! Yeah. All right. All right. That's too bad. Do you want to get a full season two though? Uh, I think I got a full season two. Okay. Okay. But. Yeah. I also think they I saw that they canceled Deadly Class as well after one season. Yeah, I didn't I don't know too much about Deadly Class. I heard it was great. It's based off uh, a book uh by Rick Remender and um I haven't gotten to it yet, but a ton of people have been clamoring for me to watch it because I heard it just was great. Yeah. Just haven't gotten to it yet. But uh mm. they apparently they're still looking for another network to pick it up. There you so go. So we'll see if it's dead yet. Nope. That's what you get in these fucking networks of cleaning house. That's right. Throw away all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have brought this up when you brought it up earlier, but uh, <laughs> Robert Pattinson is Batman. Yeah. Uh, some news came out about that, where uh, news is coming out that it's supposed to be a trilogy. Of course. Of Robert Pattinson. Great. And uh, the director has said that he is going to make it where it's Bruce Wayne in, quote, Detective mode. Good. We have yet to see a lot of that. Yeah, it's always very action based. Yes. I would like to see the world's greatest detective yeah. do some actual detecting. Mm -hmm. Well, you get, you get like snippets of it in like the the Nolan movies. Yeah, 
a little bit, like a little bit in more uh, in the dark, the night. dark night. Yeah. But then once the Bane stuff comes in, yeah. it's just and all. Like, oh, crazy. I'm hurt. The <laughs> the more I think about those movies, I think the less I like them. Yeah. Even I, the Dark Knight. I, I still like the Dark Knight, and anytime it comes on, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's really good. But then, like, it's weird that it, like, it goes from this kind of fantasy Ra's al Ghul Scarecrow movie to, like, yeah. a real-life anarchist, like, Joker, to, yeah. like, this off-the-wall bonkers oh, I know. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it's, it's kind of insane. And if you take it and look at it at a whole, I don't think it really... Yeah, I don't think it meshes together it, really I don't think well. it meshes really well. I just thought about this, like, literally the other day. I think every movie by itself is, like, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say, like, because I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Dark Knight Rises. And I think Batman Begins is okay. But I don't think, I don't think either three of those movies exist within their own universe. In, in, in the their same own, universe? Yeah, in the same universe. It just seems... They really hit a stride with the Dark Knight. Yeah. And made it, like, very true to life. Yeah. With very little, like, you have to almost subvert expectations. Like, it could happen. Yeah. But then, like, there's things <laughs> in The Batman Begins that I'm like, this, if you're taking a look at them, like, back to back, it's like, yeah, may maybe. I mean, I like Batman Begins for what it was when it first came out because it was such a more of a grounded idea of Batman. Yeah. Like, it doesn't go off off the wall with, like, here's a crazy villain he has to fight. Right. It's like, both villains that he fights are pretty, like, level-headed. Like, yeah. Scarecrow's insane, but he's insane because of a drug, not because right. he has, like, magic powers or anything. Yeah. So, like, I thought, I liked it when it first came out, and I think Dark Knight elaborated off of that but elaborated off that in a way more outlandish way where it made it more interesting yeah which almost kind of like made batman begins kind of pale in comparison yeah and then i was thinking about it too and i like liam neeson as like the ra's al ghul character but then like he's not really ra's al ghul like they change him enough that it's just like he's only really ra's al ghul in name only and you really have none of like the I feel like the aspects of the character to really draw that it should be Ra's al Ghul. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking too hard about it and overanalyzing it, I think. But everyone can agree that Dark Knight Rises is just crazy bonkers. Like, yeah. it's, it, <laughs> it's almost cartoony. It is cartoony yeah. compared to what realism came before it. So I'm looking for something with this new Matt Reeves one to kind of, like, find that middle ground. I like a like a realistic kind of Batman yeah. story. But I also want some fantasy elements kind of thrown in there to make yeah. it, like, fun. And you don't... And you kind of, like, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, because you got a huge rogues gallery of, like, insane characters. Yeah. And if you play it really close to the chest on one and then go goofy on, like, another one, it's like... You need to find that middle ground. Yeah, like playing those Arkham games, like they they have like a lot of uh, not so well known Batman villains that I wouldn't mind seeing on a, a like a theatrical interpretation of. Yeah, like that dude that like is obsessed with Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, uh, like Hush? Hush. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like a cool concept. Yeah, 
I would love to see Hush and like the Court of Owls in a movie. Yeah. Not even not the same one, but like that's two movies you can do right there. Like that... I think like the Court of Owls would be like a like a cool third movie in a trilogy mm-hmm. where it's like he's established and now it's like there's my greatest threat is this group that no one doesn't even you know exists. Right. And it's been under Batman's nose this whole time and he's never even detected him until now. Yeah. It's that'd be pretty cool. Or it's like everything that he's done in the last two movies has been connected back to the Court of Owls. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. And it's like a huge great story that everyone would be pining towards for a third one mm-hmm. to like have an ongoing plot line. Oh yeah. my god. Just hire us. Hire us. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> Uh, here's some weird news for you, Troy. Okay. So, uh, there's some, been some news developing that, uh, Quentin Tarantino uh-huh. is, might be developing <laughs> a, uh, a crossover film between Django and Zorro. Okay. It's <laughs> very odd. Yeah? <laughs> Do they happen at the same time? I mean... Like Zorro does take place like around the time of the old west, but he like he's like in Mexico. Yeah. All right. I'm not I guess I'm not completely against this. It is weird. Like I don't need them to be in the same <laughs> the same kind of universe or anything like that. Yeah. I would love to just see a Quentin Tarantino Zorro movie. Yeah. Like have him team up with uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Or if he like if they bring Back Antonio Banderas as Zorro, like an older Zorro. Yeah. I think I would like that. Hire us. Hire us. (laughs) But that'd be great to get, like, freaking uh, Robert Rodriguez, like, connections in, like, Latin America and all that kind of stuff. And have his, like, flair on it as well as Tarantino's little stamp. Oh, my God. I think I would like that a lot. I'm for it. Me too. You sold me, Troy. Bring back Zorro. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a billion dollar Zorro movie. You sold me. <laughs> you sold me on it. Nobody would see it. <laughs> no, nobody would. But that's all the news, Troy. All right, all right. Well, I have no bits. No bits so on suppose. this side either. But I do have a lot of. Things that may be done. Mm. I found quite a few. <laughs> I have three things that are at least done. Okay. Um, why don't you go with all yours and I'll chime in if I have them. All right. Uh, well, uh, one that I saw that looks kind of charming is uh, a film called Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, okay. Uh, it has, um, oh, what's the secretary's name from uh, Workaholics? Uh, I can't remember her name, but I like her a lot. Yeah, she's starring in it, and okay. it seems like more of a... She's, she's funny in it, but it seems like more of a grounded role. Okay. Like, she plays, like, a woman who's, like... She's not fat, but she's not in shape. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, she uh, takes it upon herself that she's going to get... She's going to turn her life around and get in more shape to run the New York City Marathon, and it shows, like, her progress of how she changes her life around to get to the point where she can run the New York City Marathon. Jillian Bell is her Jillian, name. yeah, Jillian Bell. So, uh... But no, it looked it looked charming. It looked fun. Okay. I really like her. That sounds yeah. like something I'd see. Yeah. And so, is this a 
theatrical release or a streaming release? Uh, theatrical. Okay. It's being put out by uh, Amazon Pictures. Oh, okay. So there you go. Brittany runs a marathon. All right. All right. And uh, an odd film that I, I, I'm wondering how... Cause it's a huge studio film. I think it's... Is it 20th Century Fox? I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a big studio film uh-huh. called Ad Astra. Oh, yeah. It's got Brad Pitt in it. Yeah, Brad Pitt's in it. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Uh, ah, fuck. What's her name from Armageddon is in it. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's in it. I just guessed. Like, I didn't Yeah. No, I didn't see yeah, the trailer. She's in so. it. But, yeah, it's a huge cast, but it's... It's it's odd. Like it, it takes place in space, uh-huh. but you don't really know what the plot is. Okay. Like Tommy Lee Jones is Brad Pitt's dad, and they sent him off in space like thirty five years ago to do some mission to find life. But then he found some mineral that could end the world. <laughs> and they show like scenes in the movie. Like there's like a gunfight on the moon. Cool. At one point, like <laughs> it looks so all over the place. But I'm like I. I'm sold. I want to see this. <laughs> I just saw it right before we started recording, like that it was available to watch, and I, I didn't. But I now I'm kicking myself. I didn't watch this trailer, JT. Yeah, it's it's odd. Like it, it gives me like the vibes of um. Ah, oh, god damn it! I can't think of anything today. Interstellar. Uh, Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> You're it gives lucky me, you got me here. No shit. It gives me definitely Interstellar vibes, uh-huh. but it doesn't seem as far fetched as Interstellar. Okay. But it still seems kind of far fetched because they're having a laser gun fight on the moon. Ooh, laser gun fight! You didn't say that before. Yeah. They're, well, they're chasing each other on rovers, shooting at each other. Cool. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I want to see where the, what 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 this what this does. All right, all right. And uh, another one uh, is uh, Guillermo del Toro's child film that's coming out. Oh. Uh, oh what is it? <laughs> God damn it! Scary stories we tell in the dark. Yes. Did you see I've, this one? I've first? only seen posters of this. I didn't oh. see the. They put out a full trailer. For me. Oh boy! Look out! <laughs> but. Uh, no, I, I like it. Like, uh, it looks like Goosebumps, but, like, scarier. Yeah. Because uh, it takes place in the 60s, which I'm a big fan of, so it has, like, that aesthetic. And uh, a lot of the shit that they have in this is super creepy. Like, you can definitely tell Guillermo del Toro has uh, has his fucking fingerprints all over this. Sure. Did you ever read, uh, read any of those books, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No. They have those uh, creepy-looking illustrations in them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, so the... the uh, Anything I've seen for it, I haven't seen the trailer yet. The one that I've heard of that people always talk about is the the chick with the zit where a spider's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw they, it. they do insinuate that that plays out in this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, just... These are all, like, the covers to all the short stories. Just scroll through those. Oh, Jesus. It's like, I always saw this when I was, like, in elementary school, and it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and th- this is, like, a kid's book, and it had those horrifying illustrations in it. But they were just, like, a more, like, maybe a mature, maybe, like, an, a, a young adult scary story. You know, I do vaguely remember seeing these illustrations. Yeah. That's what drew me to it immediately. Yeah, the scarecrow that 
like the that illustration of the scarecrow that plays out in the movie too. Nice. So yeah, I will probably check this out only for my uh vague nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. For this book. But no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm curious to jump into it too. Like it like from and what Guillermo I s- too. Oh yeah. From what I saw in it, it it genuinely looks creepy. Even though it is made for kids, like the trailer plays out like a legit horror film. Uh huh. So I'm really curious to check it out. Good friggin' deal. And uh another film that uh or another uh trailer that I saw is for Ford v Ferrari. I saw this one. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you take over since I've been talking so much. Um, the what first drew me to it, uh, was the poster for it because I saw that before I saw mm-hmm. there was a trailer and it's like a throwback, like kind of a '60s era poster. Yeah. Where it kind of looks like it's uh, painted, but like it's a very minimalist poster where it's just Christian Bale and his Ford. And that's just white. Like, 90% of the poster is just white. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really stunning-looking poster. Yeah. And then I went and saw it, and I was, like, not quite on board for the the movie. Because it's, like, a car movie about racing and stuff. Yeah. But it's based on a true story. Yeah. Christian Bale plays, like, this dickhead <laughs> that, like, is really good at racing cars. Yeah. And then Matt Damon is trying to recruit him yeah. by the Ford Motor Company to beat the Ferrari to, like, yeah. make Ford the number like, one in race she- cars. I know or... his last name's Shelby. Yeah. So I, like maybe the... he's got something behind the Shelby Cobra. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe. But, like, I I was very intrigued by it. And then it's got that killer freaking soundtrack to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up walking out of that really wanting to see it. Really? Yeah. It looks int- like it looked like something that I wouldn't go- I'd go in and be like, "Eh, I don't know about this." And then come out and be like, "That was really good." Yeah. So, I'll check it out. I don't know when. I I don't I'll probably not see it in the theater. Yeah, I'll probably rent it for sure. But like somehow I will see this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh the only other trailer that I saw was for uh well, it's a big one. I'm sure you have it, too. So we'll, what's, have, your, what's your other one? I have one called The Kitchen. Okay. And I saw this one actually before I went and saw Godzilla. Okay. And it's... Uh, I think this is also based on a true story. No. Oh, wait. No. This one... I was thinking of something else. It's actually based on a comic book from DC Vertigo. Yeah. And it's about three women who take over, like, this the gang underground of New York. Oh, shit. And uh, freaking... Uh, Elizabeth Moss is in it. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy are the three women. Man, that's a crazy cast. Yeah, and it's a fairly se- it's serious. Like nice. it's a serious like kind of gangster movie. I'm for that because uh, Melissa McCarthy was in that movie. Uh, Can you ever forgive me? Where she plays like a serious role and she's really good in that. Yeah, uh, I. I, I hope it ends up being good. It looks interesting to me. Like, the plot is, like, they recruit just a bunch of criminals yeah. to be, like, the worst criminals out there to, like, have no holds barred. I'm going to take over this shit. Jesus. And they will, and they are, like, teaching them how to, like, just straight out murder people in alleys and stuff like God that. Damn. And I'm just like, I'm on board. Like, God, give it to me. <laughs> I, 
I'm for, I want to see the shit out of this now. Yeah. It's called The Kitchen. So right. check I'll, out that I'll, trailer. I'll look it up. Um, and then the last one, of course, is the big one. Oh, yeah. Rambo, Rambo Last Blood. Last Blood. <laughs> An adult home alone. <laughs> yeah. So also the uh, trailer has Old Town Road in it. <laughs> God, I but of course it does. What, gotta be the first trailer to incorporate that freaking song, yep. or else you a, missed out. Only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, it look so. Ever since the first movie, like Rambo was essentially like a man on the run, and he was setting up like it was more of like a not a suspense, but it was like a more of a drama, not an action movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying this one is following suit with that, but it looks yeah. like it's hearkening back more towards Rambo First Blood yeah. than maybe the later sequels of this is, Rambo. This is Last Blood. Of course. <laughs> it's not even... They should have called it Last Blood Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> Since there's First Blood Part 2, which I don't remember much of, to yeah. be honest. And I think the third one, he goes to Afghanistan and shoots down a helicopter with a bow and arrow. And then Rambo 4 ended up being pretty good. Yeah. But it was like a straight-on action movie. That's the one where he goes to Burma? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this one. Like, I am a fan of the Rambo franchise, yeah. except for maybe that third one. And I don't, I've seen the second one, I just don't remember anything from it. I was going to say, because uh, we're talking about doing a franchise every summer, maybe we can do Rambo next summer. I'd be into doing Rambo. We haven't right. done any of them yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. There you go. I really like the first one. Like, it's a slow movie. Yeah. Compared to what's come afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, like, the strongest one out there. Like, it's... Granted, Rainbow 4, like, holds your attention the whole way through because it's, like, nonstop, like gratuitous violence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, like, the realism of the first one has never been matched since. Really? Yeah. Have you ever mm. seen the first one? I don't think I have. It's really kind of hard to watch because it feels, re like, so real. Yeah. Like, he's just a Vietnam vet that comes back. Yeah. Because he just and literally just kills a bunch of deputies in a small town, doesn't he? Yeah, because the, the deputies are just, like, pretty much torturing him. Yeah. <laughs> They, like, they kick him out of town because he's just trying to walk through yeah. to, like, get home. Yeah. And they're like, get out of here, you friggin' bum. We don't want you here. Like, yeah. this vet comes home and he's just, like, shunned by the, like, his home yeah. or whatever. And so, like, he's like, listen, I just want to keep going. And then he just, like, stops answering them altogether. So they arrest him and, like, almost torture him, like, hose him down in the freaking in the jail or whatever. And so he ends up escaping. And they chase him down in the woods, and then he sets, like, a bunch of booby traps up in the woods to, like, take them all down one by one until he finally takes them almost all down where he gets back into the the freaking police station and machine guns the whole town pretty much. God! But it's just, like, a man that just has snapped. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it feels real. Like, there's... God damn. It's, I, I think it's really good. Man, now I want to go watch First Blood. Yeah, it's good. So anyway, rant for, <laughs> we just talked about First Blood instead of Last Blood. Yep. This one looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> From what we saw, yeah, sure. Stallone looks pretty old in this. Oh, yeah. 
And to do a side-by-side -side comparison between First Blood and Last Blood, yeah. Stallone is like a lean cut of meat in that first Rambo movie. Oh, I know. And he's on so much horse pills in the oh, I know. <laughs> on these well, later even ones. Even like the first Rocky, like he's so much leaner. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, now he's on so much like HGH that it looks it's like, like fucking Stonehenge right now. <laughs> he really does. His face got so wide. I don't know what happened. Christ. I don't know, man. But anyway, yeah, that's all I got. All right, that's Charlie. All I got. Well, uh, this is where you come in because I'm it's your it. turn. I'm on it. To start deciding the tournament random movies matchups, as I said last week. Yep. Last week you picked the family films. That's right. Of Monsters Inc. versus a goofy movie. Did you see who won, Troy? I didn't see who won, no. Well, Troy, you got your wish because a goofy movie is out of the race. Gah, get out of here. We are now, uh, Monsters, Inc. is the first one to move on into the semifinals. Okay. So, uh, now it's your choice, Troy, to find out which of the movies left in the tournament will face each other to face Monsters, Inc. in the semifinal matches. For all these that don't know, what's left is Alita Battle Angel, King Kong, Warm Bodies, Misery, The Conjuring, and... Wild hogs. Of course, wild hogs. Let's do... Let's do two uh, somewhat action-y movies now. All right. Let's ramp it up. Ramping it up? Let's do King Kong versus Alita Battle Angel. There you go. Well, King Kong is uh, appropriate since we're talking about Godzilla tonight. Yep. So there you go. King Kong versus Alita Battle Angel... For next week, we'll see which one of these moves on. Do you have a favorite out of these two, Troy? Um, I've only seen King Kong, and I still like that Peter Jackson one, even though I think it's very long. Yeah. But um, I'm curious to see Alita Battle Angel. I heard the people who did see it said it wasn't bad. Yeah. So <laughs> Glowing reviews. Well, I just think it's like one of those weird, like... Eastern movies brought to the a Western audience, and then like it's just something that just won't. I don't think we'll ever catch on. Not in our lifetime, anyway. Yeah. Did you ever see um, Ghost in the Shell? No. That wasn't good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to see it. But I yeah. heard this one was it was fine. Like it wasn't bad. It just like I. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. But I'll. Uh, I haven't yet to see it, so maybe I'll just flip a coin on the day I vote. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So there you go. We have uh, King Kong versus Lita Battle Angel. The winner of that will face Monsters, Inc. in a semifinal match. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Monster versus Monster. King Kong versus Ooh. Monsters, Inc. Who Ooh. knows? And I, I see that you're developing a theme, Troy, but I'm curious to look, uh, look forward to next week because we have three films that kind of have a horror... Aspect I to was them. looking at them. And uh, Wild Hawks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what you think, what your what your uh, plans of uh, putting a match together next week. But save for next week. Save for next week. Okay. Yeah, I already have my idea what I'm going to do for next week. And the following week after that. So. Well, of course, because then there's only two left. Uh, shut up. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> give away all my secrets. <laughs> there you go. This actually would have, actually, th this week's match would have been the one that would have 
faced off if we just didn't if we left it to get left it alone altogether. Oh, this exact match? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, watch that'll be the case except for everything but last week. <laughs> well, no, I don't think I don't think I know that couldn't and, happen, yeah, but I'm just saying we couldn't. But <laughs> there we go, King Kong, lead a battle angel for next week. We'll see who moves on. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, that will bring us into the main event of the evening: the show of monsters, the king. Of all shows, right? <laughs> That's right. Godzilla, king of the monsters, dropped in our laps May 31st, 2019. Ooh, summer release. I had an opening weekend domestically of $47.7 million on a budget of $170 million. Yeah. Um, I can never tell if that's good or not. It seems not. But then now... How much did it make? In just the U.S., it made 47.7 on Oh, it's, it's got to make more than that worldwide. Yeah. Way uh, more than that. Domestically, as of the 4th of June, yeah. it's made 57.1 million. Yeah. Worldwide, 187.1 million. Oh, yeah. After the first week, it's, it's fine. Did great it's fine. overseas. It's fine. <laughs> it actually made 70% of its income overseas. Yeah. Uh... Rotten Tomatoes, give a guess what this Rotten Tomatoes has us at. I don't think it was that, oh, I don't know. It's very hit and miss because there was so many reviews that were positive and reviews that were negative, so it's hard to pick. Um, maybe 70? 39%. Wow. That actually shocked me too when I read it, that it seems very low. Yeah. Very low. Uh, IMDb has it at a 6.8 out of 10, Metacritic at 48%, wow. and Flix Chatter, 3.5 reels out of 5. Okay. They actually gave it a, a, a out of this time. F thank God. <laughs> a lot of these things are just, just like, like... Two out of what? I give this a 26 <laughs> out of 26.5. <laughs> I give this Jesus. 26 cheeses. What is out of what? Yeah. Of infinity? <laughs> what what constitutes a cheese wheel <laughs> yeah. for you? How small are these pieces? Uh Yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for stats, JT. So all what right. did you think of happened? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I almost skipped over that. You would have gotten off if you didn't remind me. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> What do you think happened in Godzilla King of Monsters? Well, uh, we follow a family where uh, I should have pulled up the IMDb because I don't remember their family's name. I'm on it. But uh, we see them during the events of the first film, Godzilla, where uh, they lose a son in the uh, events in San Francisco from the 2014 ones. The Russell family. The Russell family. Are uh, played by Vera Farmiga and uh, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I actually like Kyle Chandler. Shut up, man. But uh, <laughs> I got something to say about Kyle Chandler in this movie. <laughs> I'm not saying I like him in this movie. I'm just saying I like him in general. All right. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So ever since those events, it seems that they've had a bit of a uh, disconnect with each other, where they uh, are at a bit of a distance. Where uh, their remaining child, their daughter, played by Millie Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. And her from... first theatrical appearance. Oh boy, look you. out. 
is living with her mom, who is working for the uh, Monarch Company, where they are keeping tabs on a newly discovered creature called Mothra. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it goes on, these eco-terrorists have captured old Millie Bobby Brown and her mother mm-hmm. because they have a certain piece of technology that could awaken a uh, secretive number of what they call titans mm-hmm. throughout the world to wreak havoc on the world. And the only thing that could possibly stop them is a little monster <laughs> called Godzilla. Lil Godzilla. Lil Godzilla. <laughs> uh, Lil being a laughable word in this because actually, um, the late the 2014 version was the largest Godzilla to date. Yeah. And I actually thought while um, after King Kong came out that he would pale in comparison to size to Godzilla. In the upcoming King Kong versus Godzilla, what they're leading to here. Yeah. But in fact, Godzilla was larger in this movie than he was in the previous one. Jesus. I know. Believe it. There's a bunch of Godzilla nerds on the internet that have a <laughs> lot of statistics about Godzilla. Well, and I went on a bit of a tear reading through all not, that. Not to spoil anything, but I think Godzilla nerds will cream their fucking shorts over this movie. <laughs> Yes. Godzilla <laughs> fans will. Yeah. So, why don't we just get into it, JT? Spoiler free at first. Let's get into it. <laughs> I, going into this movie, right after seeing the 2014 one, yeah. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, because we even talked about this on our last episode, mm-hmm. when we did Godzilla, Yeah. where it was more of a serious tone. Yeah. Where it's like a real life situation with a, a supernatural event happening, Godzilla. Yeah. And then you have King Kong in juxtaposition of that, where it was crazy, brightly colored, yeah. almost cartoony. Yeah. And if they're going to eventually meet, they're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I think this film accomplished that. Okay. It does. It is more of a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, picking up even, like, five years after the events of San Francisco. Yeah. They they definitely hearken back to more information from the 2014 Godzilla than they do the King Kong. Yes. But they throw every goofy thing in there that's, like, ever been made up by Toho in a yeah. Godzilla movie ever. The... The... 2014 Godzilla and this movie is like going from zero to 60. Yes. (laughs) It it really is. Where they didn't give you any kind of lore in the first one. And in this one, they throw every single kind of lore imaginable. (laughs) Lore galore. If I can steal a GHD term. Yes. (laughs) Christ. It. I'm not going to say it's. At points, it, it teeters on the ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not going to say this is in in a bad way or a good way, but I got some like BVS vibes from this where it felt like now we got a franchise. Let's go hog wild on all the crazy shit we can where it's like you could have done like a little bit of this in the first one. So it doesn't feel like I'm getting such whiplash. (laughs) 
yes. I don't know if I ever got any BVS vibes from it. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, I got some Man of Steel vibes from it. But we'll we'll get yeah, there a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, I saying you get whiplash if you're watching these back to back is a very appropriate term because yeah. it does it definitely. It, I would say it goes zero to a hundred. Like even in in <laughs> even, yeah, even like in the beginning where they're like, yes, the events of 2014 happened, and ever since then, we invented this machine that. Harkens other monsters and oh yeah, there's other monsters. There and okay, <laughs> I just want to talk about the machine for a second. Yeah, and Kyle Chandler's character. Okay, so before even the events of 2014 happened, the what did I say? The Russell family or whatever it was. Yeah, they were working with like whales, and they were trying to create this machine called the Orca. Yeah, which is in this movie yeah. to. Get the whales from stop washing up on shore. Yeah. And so it would they create this almost like sonar echolocation thing yeah. where it would draw them out to the sea so they wouldn't get washed up and die. Yeah. To save whales' lives. But yeah. when once Godzilla and the like became known to the world, yeah. they abandoned the like Kyle Chandler abandoned the project. And, like, kind of became, like, a recluse after the events of 2014 happened. Yeah. He kind of, like, almost lost the will to live. <laughs> like, he he did, but, like, in I don't the know weirdest what way. Yeah. So like, there's many character points in this from, I would say, just the Russell family alone that I'm like, where do you stand ever? Yeah. Do you, Did you get that? I don't want to go into deeply into specifics, but like, so the son dies in 2014 in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Kyle Chandler kind of goes off the deep end after that and like started drinking. You, you hear that in the movie. And then he kind of like removes himself from the family. And then it's Millie Bobby Brown and um, help me out with the name here. Vera Farmiga. And then they're kind of with themselves still like, and apparently then got a job with Monarch. Yeah. Afterwards. Because I don't think they were beforehand. Yeah. But I'm not... I don't remember no, now. No, My See, because... I don't think they're all over the place. I feel like the reason they're separate is because they took their son's death in completely different ways. Where Kyle Chandler saw, like, all the Titans as, like, well, it's the end of the world. So why, yeah. even, why even care about living? Yeah. Whereas Vera Farmiga was like, well, this is just... This is something that we now we have to deal with. Yeah, but then like their grieving is like odd. So he te granted there was five years that passed during like yeah. this. Yeah. But like so he he went off the deep end and started drinking a lot and then just became a wolf photographer. <laughs> like that's what he does with his time now. And granted, like five years is a long time. Yeah. But it just seems like he's not in that bad of a place now. He's like doing he's like a nature photographer. Yeah. When they pick him up, the one... Okay, so let me just jump, like, get to what I want to say here. Okay. I feel like Kyle, Kyle Chandler's character in this is a total Gary Sue. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to do fucking everything at the drop of a hat, and it's fucking annoying. <laughs> I know, like, oh, there's... Yeah, there's a bunch of shit, like... 
To be honest, I don't remember a lot of what the humans do in this movie. This Everything mo they do is so throwaway. Uh, well, I don't know if it's as... I wouldn't say it's throwaway per se, but it's way more convoluted yeah. than what's going on with the monsters. Yeah. I think that everything going on with the monsters is a great story. Yeah. And then everything going on with the humans is just a clusterfuck of things no. going on. Well, here's here's my thing. Like, uh, actually, when I was growing up, like, every once in a while, like, a Godzilla movie would come up, like, on it's either Cinemax or HBO or something. Because I remember, like, coming across them, and I remember being fascinated with, like, Godzilla and stuff, like, those old ones, because yeah. I was a fan of Power Rangers, and it, right. those fucking Godzilla fights look like fucking Power Rangers fights. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would be fat, I would legit just, like, wait through all of, like, the human shit for Godzilla monster fights, but, like, I vaguely remember, like, some of the stuff, like, the humans would talk about, and I feel like... In this, because they're cramming so much, like, in every single Godzilla movie, they're always, the humans are always doing some cockamamie scheme. Mm -hmm. And the thing about this is that I feel like all the, the humans in this movie are doing every single cockamamie scheme I've seen in all of those, in all those Godzilla movies. Where it's like, if this was like a, like a regular Godzilla movie, they would either be like, they would either like, be working on the oxygen bomb or trying to find the lost city of Atlantis or doing something else or like just one of the five or six things that all the humans do in this movie. Cause it felt like they were doing something different every fucking 20 minutes. I have the opinion and I brought it up even when I first saw the first trailer of this is that this movie looks like it is trying to emulate the Japanese movies. Yeah. A lot. It is. And it very much was. Like, yeah. the humans are like... Like, Godzilla is almost like their savior, and they're like almost calling upon him to help. Yeah. And so he's like their superhero, and that's how the Japanese have always taken that character, where mm -hmm. like, he's the hero of the human race. Yeah. And also... It's like a weird kind of sci-fi plot also happening on on the side where it's like, just, you don't care what they're doing, no. but it's happening anyway, and it's bizarre. Like, when I would catch things, like old movies at the time of Godzilla, and you'd be watching the human stuff, I'd be like, what is even happening? Yeah. And that's the same vibes <laughs> I got in this movie here, where I'm just like, this shouldn't work. Yeah. And sometimes it does. There are things that I like that happens in this that they do. Okay. But at the same time, I'm like, what? You are doing a lot in this movie. Yeah. When it should be pretty cut and dry. Like, I don't mind the plot point of some humans want to release all the Titans. Some humans want to get rid of all the Titans. Yeah. That's an interesting enough of a plot point just to drive the movie alone. Yeah. And they're doing way more in this than I think they needed to. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, how I said, I feel like if they were doing one of the things that the humans <laughs> did in this, yes. it'd be enough. But they do so much shit. Like I said, every 20 minutes, it feels like they're doing something different. Yeah. They have, like, a new mission where it was like, how'd you get to this point? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Yeah. They go to... The I gotta write down a note here. For those of you that haven't seen it... Well, shit, well, we're not even in spoilers yet. 
Yeah. <laughs> shit. But yeah. <laughs> I, so I won't say much more, but they do crazy shit in this. Yes. Like, the shit that I've, I've said so far, <laughs> there's probably crazier shit. I, I'm coming up with notes that left and right here that I want to bring up now that we open the floodgates. Okay, so let's just put the human stuff kind of off on the on the back burner a little All bit. Right. We'll get back to it in spoilers. Yeah. What did you think of the monster stuff in this? The monster stuff I liked. Same. They th <laughs> they did throw everything at it. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought it was done very well. Yeah. It almost kind of makes me wonder what they're going to do with Godzilla versus Kong, because they did so much in this. Did um. There was, like, an after credit scene. Did you stay for that? Yeah. And I, I do have an idea what they're going to do based off of that, too. I didn't stay, but I just read what it was. And we'll get into it later, because I'm pretty sure what they're going to do with the, the next one coming up. Yeah. Um, was it was it after after? After after. Oh, shit. Well, I didn't see that. I'll tell you. I okay. read on it. Because okay. I had to pee so bad. I'm like, yeah. is there anything after the credits? I was with Molly. And, and yes. Molly's been burned too much on after credit scenes where oh, it's I get like, it. she, yeah. <laughs> where she's like, if we stay and this is dumb, you're we're walking home. Yeah. I had like, like a okay. liter of Diet Coke in my bladder <laughs> that I need to get out of me so bad that I just freaking Google searched it really quick. Is there something after the credits? Yes, there is. I'm like, I read it on my rush to the bathroom. Okay. And it, it's not even all well, that much. Well, I'm curious to hear what it is, but yeah. Um, uh, I think my next few notes are just full-on spoilers. Yeah. Um, so, my one of my notes I can bring up that I kind of already touched on, that this was a bit of a departure from the tone of the 2014 one. Yeah. But I still feel like it felt in the same universe, which I thought that the filmmakers did a decent job of accomplishing, even yeah. though they threw a lot of ridiculous stuff yeah. in the movie. It, it looks, yeah, it, it looks like the same kind of filmmaking from the first one. The only thing I didn't really think they did as well was the scope, the size of Godzilla. Like in the 2014 one, you felt like he was enormous because yeah. the way it was shot. Yeah. But like in this, you know, he's big, but it never, you never get, like, that scope of, like, his size. Yeah, you don't get, like, you don't get, like, that scene where people are para-dropping right, right next to him. And, like, they're just continually falling down him, and they're, yep. like, still going and going and going. Yep. Yeah. Like, you never get like, that kind five of... five minutes have passed, and they're at his knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't get anything like that. Like, you get that, like, he's a huge force of nature, and, like, there's buildings toppling over and everything like that, but, yeah. like... It's I don't I feel like that's not done as well in this, which I I almost kind of missed. Yeah. Because you had a lot of other monsters to play with, mm -hmm. and I and maybe it was just that juxtaposed next to other larger things. Yeah. That it's just like you kind of lose that scope yeah. of of uh, the 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 huge size yeah. of the, these monsters. Yeah. I can almost talk myself into thinking that it's okay now, but like I'm not gonna <laughs> back down on that. Don't don't you dare. <laughs> um, mm, I don't have any more notes that can't be spoilers. All right. So, um, all in all, before we jump into them, okay. do you think this is a movie you should watch in the theaters? I think if you're a really big fan of these kind of movies, I would say check it out in the theaters. I think if you're a 
Godzilla fan, you are really going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Like a diehard Godzilla fan. Yeah. Like if you have Toho tattooed on you somewhere. Yeah. And I know and this. I know if G I know GHD took his kids to go see this. Yeah. Which I'm actually surprised because some of it's kind of spooky. A little scary, anyway. Look out. Uh, but I think, like, the kids will enjoy it for the action parts alone, but then the human stuff will be like, I don't know, what is this? Yeah. Because they share about equal screen time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I just fe- I also feel like it's a tad, a, just a little bloated. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's some moments where they kind of draw it out where it's like, okay, you don't have to be this long. Um, and it's <laughs> it's just over two hours, too, but I'm still like, yeah, eh, it's good to trim it there's back There's nothing wrong with the good hour, not hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't Even treat it, it like it's like a shit movie <laughs> time. You, If you tell a good story an hour and 30 minutes, I'll probably like you more than a good movie that's <laughs> two hours and 12 minutes. Yes, which this one is. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, I think you would have a good time at the theater seeing this. Okay. I think the general audience would, I think, I I think you should go to the theater to see it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a matinee. I saw it in a matinee. Yeah. And I felt like my $5 for the ticket price wasn't, like, sorely spent. Yeah. Me and Molly saw it for full price, but, uh, I would say a matinee would be better. Mm Mm-hmm. Just gotta see it Tuesday afternoon. 2.30 2.30 in the afternoon. Well, I don't have I don't have the, the, the amazing life that you do, Troy. <laughs> oh, my amazing life. <laughs> All right, spoilers from here on out if you care for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. So, I want to bring up a tad more human stuff in this. All right. So, they dogpile a lot of stuff that they're trying to do in this. Yeah. But there are some things that I enjoyed. Okay. The... One of the scientists, the guy who's kind of in everything, who's kind of snarky and drunk at one point. Snarky He's got white drunk. hair and glasses. Oh, uh... In Monarch. Yeah, the guy, uh... The guy from Get Out? Yes! <laughs> um, I... I liked him in this... I thought he was sometimes annoying. Yeah. But I like that he's kind of like a kooky, like a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And why wouldn't he be when you found out that there's like 17 titans that roam the earth? It's yeah. like, what other weird things could be here? <laughs> yeah. And he keeps going on about this. So every weird thing that I believe is officially true. Yeah. I mean, he's not a flat earther, but he's a hollow earther. Mm. And he brings that up a few times. And yeah, then that's true. it ends up being... That there is, like, a hollow earth underneath the earth. <laughs> and I was like, no way. That idea alone was interesting enough, I think, to flesh out an entire movie. Yeah. And they nuke it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, 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 it boggled my mind. Like, I was, like, really interested in the movie at that point. And they're yeah. like, oh, my God, they found, like, an underground civilization that's yeah. been ancient and long dead that have carvings on the walls of Godzilla and Ghidorah. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's, I love, and Godzilla goes to this place to go like rest and like rejuvenate because it's so full of radiation. Yeah. I don't know how, but yeah, (laughs) but it is. This movie loves radiation by the way. Boy does it so much (laughs) that they're shoving nukes up everyone's ass every five (laughs) minutes. That I also thought was super annoying. (laughs) Every time they have an issue, they're just like, why don't we just nuke it? Yeah. 
And they just nuke it. And then when they run out of nukes, then they shoot oxygen bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I love, like, they bring in the one guy from the 2014 Godzilla just to say, hey, we, we just built an oxygen bomb. We're going to drop it. Wait, can we talk? No. <laughs> and he drops it, and then you never see him again. <laughs> uh, but I, I really dug that just a little bit of the uh, just hinting at this stupid little theory of this guy, and then it ended up paying off, and I'm like, that was super fun. Yeah. That was a fun idea that I really liked. What I didn't like so much is this huge fucking airship that they're in, and they're flying and going through these huge electrical storms, weaving in and out of these monsters. Oh, yeah. Not once does this thing ever go down. No. And I'm like, what the fuck is the problem here? <laughs> the thing is made of fucking titanium. <laughs> Even, it's made of unobtainium at this point. Like, it's oh, it defies it. the laws of physics. Well, they were trying physics. to cash in on that Avatar money. <laughs> I, I, it, that drove me nuts when, like, F-16s can be flying around and all the shit, like, shooting yeah. rockets at these things. And they're just, like, getting knocked out left and right. But this big, fucking, huge I airship know. is surviving this whole time. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> It goes everywhere, too. Literally everywhere. Like, I don't... There's... I think it goes around the world twice in this movie. There's literally a time <laughs> where a helicopter flies up into it and lands in it, and yeah. it's still fine. <laughs> the helicopter yeah. is completely fucked. Yeah, it crash lands inside of it. <laughs> and it's... While it's still flying, yeah. and it never loses a step. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the pilot of the big thing was like, you guys hear a boom? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> oh, my God. a little God. shake in there. I don't know what's happening. So what other things did you have taken issue with with all this human stuff? Um, like, I mean, I could probably have an issue with everything that they did, but I just it's just the how much of it they did. Like, I think... I could take one crazy thing and be like, okay, that's your crazy thing that the humans are doing throughout. But they took every crazy thing uh -huh. and just threw it at you with every single human scene where I'm like, so, wait, so what are they... T in, in terms of what the crazy shit the humans are doing, what is this particular group of humans doing that is crazy? <laughs> mm -hmm. I... um. I, I didn't really mind that Monarch was able to find all these other Titans around the world. Yeah. Um, but I almost would wanted, like, more lead-up to that, I guess. Yeah. Because it's weird that this private company... Yeah. And it is private, because it's trying to be bought out by the military in the beginning <laughs> of this movie, has so much money and clout that they're able to build, like, these secret... Huge cover-ups to the where these titans yeah. lie. They have at least 17 very expensive military bunkers that they finance themselves. Yes. 
well, I would argue that they have 61 of them because one of them in, like, the desert is, like, Station 61. <laughs> it just happens that there's only 17 monsters. Well, no, they no, they just pick they pick all the cool numbers. Oh, it's that they just pick cool numbers. Yeah, got they just it. pick cool numbers. I got it. It's like, <laughs> we'll, like we'll do one. Um, seven's a cool number. They just did prime numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But even, like, if it was... Because King Kong was a bit of a goofier movie, and that shows a little bit of Monarch in that in the past, trying to search on a location of a supposed Titan that lives there. Yeah. Um, so I, you can surmise that in 2019, yeah. that Monarch has found more of these things. They've discovered more, yeah. But I would almost like, in the end of King Kong, if they knew they were going to go this way, that they had, like, maybe, like, a flash forward where it's, like... In, like, 1972, Monarch discovers, like, a hidden blah blah in, like, hidden dossier files or whatever in, like, a post-credits or, yeah. like, during the credits or whatever. Yeah. So it, like, can lead up into something like this. Um, not that it was, like, a big thing anyway, like, a huge reveal. Yeah. But, I mean, at one point they're like, how many of the Godzillas are there? And they're like, well, there's, like, 17 of these things around the Earth. And it's yeah. like, oh, geez, that's... Yeah. Quite a bit. Like, I was surprised to hear that because in the trailers you don't get that. You're like, oh, you know, if there's a Mothra and a King Ghidorah eventually. Yeah. Like, I I know, I feel and like... maybe a Rodan. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this movie definitely feels like... Like, like how I, I... I can't remember what we saw, but it was like... Or no, Justice League. When we saw Justice League, where it was like... Justice League felt like movie eight... Of like a of like a series, mm -hmm. like this is what this kind of felt like, where it was like they threw so much at you, where I felt like, oh man, like I think I would have appreciated this a lot more if you eased me more into it. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if you if Avengers Endgame was movie four of a, of the Marvel <laughs> franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like how much you would be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I I could keep up. No, yeah, I could keep up too. Like, but it's like it's again, it's like. It, it's so much shit where it's like you have to there's more you have to absorb and more that you have to accept is real to to actually accept this movie as yeah. opposed to like what Marvel has done where they legit given you 20 mo movies up to where they had their big clusterfuck finale where it's like I'm watching a raccoon talk to a person and I feel <laughs> emotional. <laughs> yeah. Like, now yeah. we're at a point where it's like, they just discovered the lost city of Atlantis, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Like, I didn't know that. Like, like oh, shit, that Hollow Earth, this thing is pretty cool, I guess, and there's a bubble in there that Godzilla can breathe. I, I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I ended up liking the whole aspect of, like, the many monster, or the Titan things through... Like, every time they would visit, like, a location, like the Mothra one, for instance, where it was, like, yeah. all these ancient cultures worship these things as gods. Yeah. And now they're just rediscovering them again after them yeah. being long lost forever. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of, like, a like hidden stuff in the earth that's right beneath us or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of fun. I like that when they do that in, like, other books and movies that I would read. Yeah. But it just... With that alone, with all the mo like all the monsters coming up, I guess that the director of this movie is like a huge Godzilla fan. Oh, I and can wanted, tell. Yeah, <laughs> and wanted to pay service to everything that has kind of come before it. Yeah, even the fact that like the 
he had the uh, composer like rescore like an old classic Godzilla theme. Yeah, and you the, can definitely hear like the <clears throat> bum 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 bum. Yeah, like every once in a while. And then um, they even redid his like roar to be more like the classic one. Yeah, and all that stuff. Like they they even went to Toho to get like approved designs for all of the monsters that have previously come out in a Godzilla movie. Okay, like like he, I don't I don't I think I love all of the monster designs in this. So do I. Um, I. Uh, they kind of changed the way Godzilla looked barely at all, but like they did a little bit. I really like the way he looks in these newer movies, like this big like yeah. brick shit house of a monster. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and I but I really liked all the other ones in this too. I thought um, Mothra looked really cool. Yeah, um, I have this theory that I feel like all of the good monsters like let off a pheromone that just make humans want to fuck them. <laughs> Because every single time, fucked up theory. Because every single time they show Mothra or Godzilla, everyone's just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Zilla, so beautiful!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or like Mothra especially. Like every time Mothra shows up, they're just like, "So beautiful." Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, "It's a giant fucking bug. It could kill you." Yeah. But it, they, they they go ham when it comes to, like, trying to, like, make you know which monsters are good. Yeah, oh, for sure. Where, like, the hu- like the humans around the good monsters just, like, I love them so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. Ken Watanabe wants to fuck Godzilla. <laughs> he might. <laughs> no. He wants to fuck Godzilla. <laughs> Anytime there's an inkling of, of hurting Godzilla, he goes, like, he fucking goes insane yeah we do not hurt godzilla no. we need godzilla <laughs> to save us <laughs> we are his pet <laughs> i will gladly be godzilla's bitch yeah uh i did like ken watanabe in this though um and i also liked uh uh why can't i think of his name now look uh he's on comedy bang bang all the time on Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, Middle Ditch. Yes, Thomas Middle Ditch. Yeah. Like, I thought when he was going to start in this, like, he was, he, the first time you see him, he's kind of like in a court hearing. Yeah. And he's kind of playing it kind of level-headed, and then eventually, like, you find out he's, like, throwing his little, like, quips and stuff in there. Yeah. But I ended up really kind of liking him in this. Yeah. It really settled into, like... We're not taking this movie completely seriously. Yeah. Which I, which it made it way easier to watch. Yeah. When, so they're not like full on Kyle Chandler, <laughs> like super serious all the time. <laughs> like I, I couldn't get in to like almost anything that he was doing in this. Yeah. I don't know. It, it bothered <laughs> me because it just seemed like when they even gave like past uh, adventures on his life. Not, not even past adventures, like his career before Godzilla. Yeah. He just seemed to be like a whale watcher, like some like, yeah. like uh, Greenpeace person trying yeah. to like save the I wildlife. Know. Yeah, the whole movie, I'm wondering why he's even there. And then because later on, he's like... Yeah, because they don't really insinuate that that anyone is worth... Anyone is like doing anything... Until after they discover Godzilla, and then it's after they discover Godzilla where it seems like Kyle Chandler goes insane and just, like, separates himself from all humanity. So then it's like, so how do you know all this monster shit 
If you've like been separate from monster shit, yeah. The, I I wanted I had so many questions about his life in this because <laughs> yeah. it's like okay, so you created this machine, yeah, that gives out like a whale song to like scare whales away from the beach, yeah. Okay, I'll accept that you created this in this invention, yeah, and I'd whatever. accept it more if they had the machine, but he they didn't have the machine. His wife had the machine, yeah. So why is he there? And <laughs> So, well, because he created the prototype, and his wife recreated it, JT. So they yeah. needed his help in order to destroy it, I guess, so they could just take a fucking yeah. brick to it. Because, like, at first, it's like, okay, maybe they... So they hired him so that they can... That he can find, like, some kind of signature to, like, find out where Vera Farmiga and, like, this eco-terrorist guy, played by Charles Dance, are. <laughs> yeah. But then, after a while, they just kind of like, well, we can't really find it. Hey, tell us what you think Godzilla's thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, boss the military around, because yeah. apparently you're an expert in military strategy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he's such a Gary Sue, and I fucking hate it. <clears throat> uh, what I also didn't like either, I didn't necessarily hate the turn right away, was that the Via Familia... Via Vermilia Vera 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 Farmiga Farmiga Yeah I'm gonna screw it up the next time I say it It's a VF <clears throat> thing going on VF Yeah I didn't mind her turn in it where it's like she works with Monarch no. but it's like oh I kind of want to do this No but like the whole thing is such a force just to get it to where n now now it's being socially acceptable that monsters are around and fighting like, it felt like such a weird ex explanation. Yeah. I, I, but I still didn't, I didn't hate it, though, because Charles Dance is, like, a ex-British military who now found out about all these Titans and wants to release them on the world just yeah. for, like, t for anarchy or whatever. Well. To bring back the world, to, they, like, lessen out the human population because they're killing the world anyway. Yeah. And, like, bring a balance to the Earth. Yeah, That's they, his they plan. insinuate that, like, yeah, he wants to unleash Titans because Titans were a part of the world when it was flourishing at its most because they they kept the human population at bay and they also... Wasn't it, like, some kind of thing where it was, like, they emit some kind of radiation that the Earth flourishes off of that yeah. makes things grow more? Yeah. Where I was, like... That was, no, like, a throwaway line I yeah, don't think like, they ever really bring back. What the fuck is happening? Maybe once they bring it back? I like, can't remember. I think remember. they bring it up a lot, like, in, like, the... In, like, the... During the credits... Oh, yeah. Kind of the shit where it's, like... Clippings. The The coral reef is back because <laughs> monsters are emitting shit to make it grow more. Where Sahara it's like, Desert flourishes with green yeah, life. Like, oh, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but then, so, I didn't mind her turn in it to go to his side to, like, have, like, this weird change of heart. But it's weird that, like, because she has such a past where these these monsters killed her son. Yeah. She thinks it would be, like, a good idea to release more of them? To yeah. have more loss like, like that? My, what I took was, because it, it they tried to do a thing where it was, like, let's take two parents that take the loss of their son in completely different ways... Where Kyle Chandler is, fuck these monsters, they killed my son. And Vera Farmiga is, well, they're here for a reason, so I don't want my son to die in vain. I want to look more into why they're here. 
it just seems odd because it doesn't seem like her it doesn't seem like the reason she's actually taking that's might what she says but then like that's not it can't happen realistically right like with all of these monsters loose oh no it can't <laughs> but the movie wants you to assume that she I understands could, I that i could never fall into that no i couldn't either like there's no way in fuck that you can unleash 17 skyscraper tall monsters right and be like it's for the good of the world no <laughs> way in fuck you can do that it's no way good for the world so all 17 <laughs> of them are released in like major continents all around the world you get to see it on a map of like yeah. all the yeah. havoc going down yeah millions of people had to have died in this movie yeah. if these millions big, if these big fucks were growing forests on every single step they made it would still be terrible for us. We'd all be dead. <laughs> they make little to no reference to the death toll in this movie. They say at one point in Mexico that they're trying to evacuate it before Rodan blows. Mexico's gone. Yeah, Mexico's gone. Wherever they were fighting in the end of this movie, L.A. Is gone. Is gone. Just because of Godzilla <clears throat> being Godzilla. Yeah. It's gone. Like, this is, like, the Man of Steel moment where, like, all of Metropolis is destroyed. Yeah. And somehow only, like, 200 people died. Yeah, bullshit. That entire city is gone. It's leveled. There's no way those people got it. They make no reference they to the like loss of They, like, pan back to make sure that you see that the entire city's leveled. And then later on, they make reference... They, I think it's they Boston. Isn't it Oh, Boston? yeah, it is Boston. You're right, because yeah. they do it at, uh... Um, uh... The Red Sox field or yep, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, th they show like snippets all around the rest of the globe. Like later on, all these cities destroyed. Like yeah. <laughs> these Titans just coming in because they're like under the influence of uh, King Ghidorah at the time. Yeah. Just tearing ass through the world. Yeah. And they make like I'm literally if less than a million people died in this, I would call bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. So like it makes me think what's going on going to be cool coming. Bill is dead. A, a cool Bill. Easy half Bill is dead. I would say I would say a Bill. A they they lost a Bill. <laughs> they lost a Bill. A billion people died in this movie <laughs> and they never say anything about it. Yeah. It's 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 insane. Yeah. Uh that's like another thing that I was like I'm I don't know. It's taking me out of the movie. <laughs> and like some more deaths in this. So like Ken Watanabe oh, sacrifices himself in this movie. And this one I thought was okay. It was, like, a pretty heavy-handed. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's my thing. So, like, me and Molly have been watching Chernobyl. Uh-huh. And, like, they stress that the radiation is so bad that it is short shorting out, uh, like... This, like, drone they have flying up in there. And, like, so we're, we're watching Chernobyl, and there's a spot where they send, like, a moon ro like a moon rover up on the roof of Chernobyl to get debris off. And it shorts out like the drone does in this. Uh -huh. So then they're like, well, fuck, like, our only option now is that we have to send people up there <laughs> to clear it. Yeah. But pe we can only have people up there for a minute at a time, because if they're there for longer than three minutes... Then they die like instantly. Yeah. Ken Watanabe 
is out in that shit for put near 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, it, uh, he's out there for a while. Like, he gets launched into this bubble in this underground yeah. hollow earth. Yeah. Where they know inside is full of radiation. Yeah. And they say once you're in there, you only have mere minutes to set this thing off and, like, yeah. you're going to die in there regardless. Yeah. So they launch him in there in this, like, thin, small submarine of a vessel, which I cannot imagine, <laughs> like, repels radiation. No. And then is just in this thin, like, uh, like almost hazmat suit, like space suit, I yeah. would assume. Like, not, there's nothing about it that's lead-lined or anything. No, he takes off his helmet, regardless. Takes off his helmet so he can look Godzilla in the eye and tell him that he loves her. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, and then the bomb explodes, destroying all this hidden city. Yeah. Apparently revving up Godzilla because yeah. that's all you got to do is Godzilla, launch a bomb in his yeah, face. Yeah, Godzilla just fucking loves radiation. Um, I noticed you said her for Godzilla. Do you always think that Godzilla is a is a she? Well, they always they insinuate Godzilla's a her. Like as a kid. In previous ones, I guess you're right. But, like, Godzilla is a him. Alright, fine. I, well, it just surprises it. me, too. It's an it. Because, like, I always think it's a she. And I think it's because yeah. of that shitty 1990s... Oh, shitty 1990s one where, yeah. like... <laughs> where they, it lays a bunch of eggs, and now that's what I always think of. It's like, Godzilla is a woman, but it's always been, like, a male monster. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just a diatribe I wanted to go on for a sec, because I thought of I, that before. The, it doesn't matter. Like, the sex of Godzilla is so up in the air. I don't even think... Because they could say him, but... Look, let's just see Godzilla's dick. Okay. Let's yeah, have let's a movie just... Let's have a movie where Godzilla just whips his dick out and be like, Here, are you happy? Let's see that little red rocket. <laughs> is Godzilla male or female? Google was listening. The original Japanese films, Godzilla and all other monsters are referred to with gender-neutral pronouns, equivalent to it, while in the English dub versions, Godzilla is explicitly described as male, such as the title of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, all right. That's true. Yeah, so King. it's... But I mean, look, we're American. We love the dick. <laughs> Boy, do we. We love the dick. Um, ah, anyway, that was just a side little thing. So, like, Ken Watanabe sacrifices himself. Yeah. Not 10, 15 minutes later, another sacrifice happens with Mila Vermilia. Mila, Vera Formiga? Via, fuck. Via Formilia. Yeah. She, do? she drives that Jeep off with the uh, orca. Yeah, that's right. And then just gets so that blown King, up. Yeah, so that King Ghidorah could chase her and yeah. shit. And I'm like, you can't do two of these back-to-back. -back. Yeah. Then I know. it just they, loses all their impact. Yeah, they go they go crazy on the whole, I'll do it. Alright. <laughs> it's stupid. I didn't appreciate that at all. Yeah. Like I said, like, all the human shit, it just feels so, like, it feels like they're, they're cramming, like, three or four movies worth of shit into this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and like is because, and then then they like they introduce everyone that you kind of know, except for Ken Watanabe, who's been in pretty much all of them up to this point. Yeah, but yeah, up to this, you're just like, okay, cool, you're dead now. <laughs> like, I, 
Like, I don't care. <laughs> what else? Uh, a, a fact that I was actually surprised that they did was that they actually made it that King Ghidorah is also an alien. Yeah, no. I, I think King Ghidorah is the cool like the thing I like the most out of this movie. Yeah. Is because they treat him kind of like a cancer mm-hmm. to the earth where it was like, okay, if if I wanted to believe the idea that if you release Titans, the earth will flourish, releasing King Ghidorah, who's an alien, is kind of like a is like a foreign body. Yeah. That like everything around him is kind of shit. Where it's like that's why I like where it's like when he comes out like storms are are, are like forming around him where mm-hmm. it's like the earth is almost kind of trying to fight back to get rid of him. Mm. Kind of like a cancer in some way. Mm-hmm. And like because he's there like he can manipulate all the other titans to do his bidding to kind of terraform the earth to what he wants. Mhm. So is- I- clean clean house yeah <laughs> so i like i like all of that i like everything everything king Ghidorah in this i think i like the most yeah yeah i really liked all the monster stuff in this yeah i thought that was really even a- like king Ghidorah, where it's like they zoom in on, on his heads and like the heads are seem to be kind of fighting with each other every once in a while yeah i i didn't notice that as much but like i was reading some stuff on this right before the show and they're like it just seemed like the center head was like the intelligent one, and then the other ones were almost like attack dogs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't really notice that so much, but yeah, I guess I suppose you're right. Yeah. And the fact that he's like otherworldly abilities, like he can grow back his head and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I like that it like harkens back to like he's the Hydra and stuff like that from like Greek myths and all yeah. that, that he yep. showed up back in those days. And yeah. really kind of cool stuff that they really tied in a lot of yeah. other cultures stuff. To all these giant yeah. titans. Now, King Ghidorah, I thought was really cool. Like Rodan even looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Like when they he breaks out of that volcano and then just flies over a Mexican city and just levels it just by flying over it. <laughs> yeah. where you're like, Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And I liked. I, I even liked all the the fighting between Godzilla and all the other monsters. Like really, the only monsters that do fight are Rodan, Mothra. And then Godzilla and Ghidorah. Yeah. But um, I really uh, liked all the action, even though sometimes it's kind of, like, a little in too close. And it's kind of got that, like, a... Uh, it's not as bad as, like, Transformers or anything no, like that. You can no. tell what's going on. Yeah. But I liked it in the previous one, even though it's only, like, 12 minutes of footage. Yeah. Like... You get to see all of it, and it's brutal. Just yeah. like Godzilla blowing his radiation breath down the throat of these movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like, in this one, it felt weird where it was like, it was there's a big explosion, and then Godzilla just comes up with fucking Ghidorah's head. Right. Where I was like, oh, I wanted to see you rip its head off. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Right. <laughs> you, ki- you kind of see it already before, but I really like that in the... I did like that he had... Uh, Ghidorah's head in his mouth, and he was waving it around, so it was almost like a fake out. Yeah, like it, like <laughs> Ghidorah like rises out of the rubble, but then you see it's just Godzilla with his head in yeah, his mouth and just whipping it around, and then he blows his radiation breath through his head, and then yeah. it just disintegrates it. I God. thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, all that stuff's cool. Like especially like when Godzilla gets to like super radiation level Godzilla, and like. All the buildings around him are melting. Yeah. That was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. He's just emitting so much heat that everything is just melting away as yeah. he walks through Boston. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. That's pretty cool. I didn't necessarily like it, though, that he's just, like, 
emits this pulse that comes out of him. Like, yeah. that's kind of weird. Maybe that's Godzilla lore, but I'm like, that just seems, like, odd. Yeah, I don't but know. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Uh. Shoot, there was one thing I was going to bring up, and it slipped my mind. Um. Oh, <laughs> one thing, when Godzilla did come back from being dead in this yeah. movie, I found it, like, I kind of looked at the movie like, really? Is nobody else seeing this? So he came up from the ocean, like swam all the way up chasing that submarine and they submerge or, or they totally, um, uh, I don't know, they're on top of the water, not submerge, remerge, <laughs> unsubmerge. Um, and then Godzilla is like standing up and roaring or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're in the ocean. And Godzilla is, like, standing up, and it's, like, ankle high on Godzilla. And then he just dives in and swims away. And I'm like, how deep is that water? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, nobody else seeing this? <laughs> ah, whatever. I, I'll roll with it. Whatever. <sighs> anyway, just one little thing. That'd be, like, the one thing that I'd want to, like, live tweet, like, during the movie. Which Maybe he I, was holding himself up with his tail. Maybe so. He's <laughs> treading water with, like, a little propeller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to maybe live tweet this movie if there was nobody else in the theater because I was the only one up until like it started. And I'm like, eh, maybe that would have been bad if people didn't want to have it spoiled. Maybe I would have been vague enough. But like, I was almost on the verge of doing it. Yeah. Because it seemed like a movie just ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous enough to be like, you got to be seeing what's going on. <laughs> do the spoilers without context where you just do it in gifts. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that if that ever happens at another 2.30 Tuesday showing. I know. I'm so jealous you can do those. I want to do those so bad. The only bummer part is, like, so, like, the only reason I can do it is because I start work so early. Yeah. And then I get off in the afternoon. And then there there was a point in this, though, where I was, like, nodding off. And mm. it's, like, where I think they are trying to, like, uh, uh, it was, like, around the Godzilla, uh, um... And the emergence of uh, Ghidorah. I was... Dude, I fell asleep in the same spot. Because me and Molly went and saw it the day after uh, the the party you had. Uh-huh. So I was pretty tired walked, watching it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well... Like, I was already feeling kind of drowsy. And I legit was, like, nodding off in the same spot. I don't know what, what it is about it then. It was like this... It was, like, this weird kind of lull in the movie. Yeah. And they're playing, like, a lot of, like, deep bassy tones. Like, almost like a whale song. Yeah. And I think it just lulled me into, like, some sort of relaxation. Because I, I was waiting where I was like, I'm going to wait for him to say what it is because I don't want to give it away. <laughs> and then you said, yeah, when they when King Ghidorah comes like, it's the same fucking spot that I fell asleep <laughs> and in. And I pop back awake when Ghidorah's finally like, I'm here, bitch! And, like, yeah. was causing a ruckus. And then I was up for the rest of it. I don't know what it is about that scene, <laughs> but I was, like, starting to fall asleep there, too. I was probably out for a good five minutes. Like, he comes out, and I'm like, wait, what happened? Oh, fuck, did I miss something important? <laughs> but, like, I, I could feel myself going down yeah. around then, and then I ended up just waking up during, like, a loud monster roar. And I'm like, oh! Oh, I wonder what I missed. Yeah, because I remember, I remember seeing that um, Sally Hawkins died, and I missed that. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember I seeing don't remember. her die. Yeah, I don't remember seeing her die. I don't remember. So, hmm. Uh, tw tweet us at Review Review Pod. 
What happened? Do they do they show do they show <laughs> Sally Hawkins die? Because I didn't see it. I might have been asleep. What happened in there? Uh. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got. I'll, I'll, you want to yeah. know what happened in the post credits? What yeah, I read? Let me know. So Charles Dance is still hanging around, of course, and he comes across Ghidorah's missing head from earlier in the movie, okay. the one that Godzilla didn't destroy. Okay. And so what I'm speculating is, is that he tries to clone Ghidorah, and so he comes back in the Kong versus Godzilla movie. So Kong and Godzilla have to team, team up, up to fight and Ghidorah, fight Ghidorah again. again. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Because what I gathered was during like the credits thing, they talk about how there's certain monsters that are that are drawn to Skull Island. Yes. So I think they're they're going to do a thing where uh, Kong and Godzilla are such alphas that they've split all of the monsters. To where to like now? Choose a side. Yeah, to choose a side. To that, there's going to be a team of monsters that fight each other. Okay, that wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, with King Kong and Godzilla leading both teams. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do it. Yeah, hire not? us. <laughs> <laughs> let's write it. Let's write a script. Uh, wouldn't writing a script for these be pretty much pretty easy? Like it'd be like a sixty-page yeah. script. Like yeah. Godzilla emerges. Fights for twenty minutes. Yeah, humans do something. Just kind of roll like a like a D and D die to try and figure out weird <laughs> plot points you can throw in here and there. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla doesn't have enough mana. Must be a nuke blown up in his face yeah. for him to continue. Yep. Oh, we need a spot where Godzilla's weak. Let's, let's light off an oxygen diffuser bomb. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's pretty much all I got to say about Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah, not really. I think we've pretty much covered everything that I can remember. The, I thought the performances in this overall were fairly strong. Yeah. It's just what they had to do was the things I more or less had the problems yeah. with. Like, I remember you, you, like, you talked about, like, how you liked, um, you like Middle Ditch and you like, uh, Guy from Get Out and everything, but... <laughs> I feel like after a while, for me, especially when they start getting into like the part where they're going under under the earth and stuff, like everyone just feels like a talking head. Yeah. Where they're not so much a character, they're just quipping. Yeah, they're just quipping or throwing out another piece of information that you kind of need to know going into this scene. Where I was like, I don't really know wh- what you people are as people. <laughs> like I couldn't. I you could probably give me a line, and you, I could not tell you in. Any way, shape, or form, who said it? Yeah, because they just go back and forth on like, we're here because of this. Oh, there's a lost civilization. Oh, there's a lot of radiation. Yeah, like they're just all kind of like playing off each other, just saying random facts you need to know going into the scene. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, I'm not saying they do, they're doing bad performances. It's just that I don't feel like they give them enough to really make them like stick out as oh i like this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so what would you grade godzilla king of the monsters jt i mean i had some glowing things to say about it i love all the monster stuff but there's so much the human stuff that if i'm gonna be honest with myself i don't really think i like this movie <laughs> yeah i <laughs> 
before you get, I, I want to just, I was explaining this movie to Chelsea when I came back from it. Yeah. And I came out of it fairly, like, glowing. And I was like, so this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And I'm like, you know, the more I talk about this movie, I think the more I don't like it. <laughs> but then, even with a couple days sitting on it, I think I might have, like, mellowed out on some of my opinions a little bit. So, anyway, go ahead and yeah. give your grade. Like I, I'll say, I feel like, yeah... From from what I gathered from it, like, I'm not the biggest Godzilla fan from what I gathered from it. I think people that love Godzilla are going to love this movie. But like I said before, it feels like a lot of this, they just soak it in Godzilla lore just to really hammer home to the fans that this, this is a Godzilla movie. To the point where anything they do human, it just feels like you don't know... They have them doing so much shit, you don't know what they're doing when they actually show them trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And it almost kind of took me out of it a couple times. But, like I said before, I love all the monster stuff. But the monster stuff, you could sum up in watching and maybe some YouTube videos here and there. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I don't know if I can, like, really, like, recommend this to somebody that has the same movie taste as me because it, you have to. You have to wade through a lot of shit to get some good stuff every once in a while. Yeah. So uh, I'll give it like, like a higher end of a C, not a C plus, but like a higher end of a C. Okay. Um, we both gave Godzilla 2014 a B. Yeah. So I went back to look at that, and I didn't. I don't think I liked this as much as that movie. Yeah. But I still had fun with it. Okay. And. Obviously, I had some issues with, like, the human stuff, such as you did. But I think I, even coming out of it and as much complaints that I could have with it, it are more into less nitpicks. Because I think overall I liked it a little bit more. So, But I'm going to give it, like, a B-. minus. Okay. So there you have it. All right. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I do not think it deserves the 39%, like, aggregate rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't come out of this... Like, being like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. There's good There's good stuff in it. Like, all the monster stuff I love. It's just... Man, I just... I don't give a shit about anyone in this. That's not... <laughs> that's not, like, 20 stories tall. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fully behind you. Um, so, yeah, there you go. What else were you into this last week besides Godzilla? Uh, I watched the movie Mortal Engines. Oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah? Like, I heard a lot of, like, move, like reviews about it where, like, they didn't like it so much. And I can I can see where they're coming from because, like, the plot is predictable. Okay. But I think a lot of the stuff they do aesthetically is pretty fun to watch. Okay. Like, watching, like, a, a mo mobilized London, like, yeah. chasing down these small cities and just, like, pretty much gobbling them up and destroying them. Uh-huh. And then, like, seeing, like, this world that they've created, it, it, it's kind of fun to see. That uh, that was about the only thing that was drawing me to this movie. Yeah. Just the trailer alone, I'm like, that looks pretty interesting. Yeah. I would say check, like, especially now that it's out on DVD, he's, like, I would say check, like, rent it, rent it. Okay. To check it out. Because there's, like, some cool stuff. There's, like, even, like, some cool weird stuff in there where they do, like, this weird subplot where, like, the main character... After her parents died, she was raised by this person 
that died but then was brought back to life as a robot and <laughs> okay. was like like raised her entire life on the idea that like once she became old enough that he would kill her and also turn her into a robot. <laughs> okay. So it's it, it sounds weird and dumb, but like they it comes back as like a way where it's like he's in prison and then like the main villain releases him being like, Well, if I release him, he's gonna kill her and turn her into a robot, at least she'll be dead. Uh-huh. So it's like they do this it's so like <laughs> it's a weird fucking plot point. But I think they they draw it up long enough for it was like I mean, it's stupid, but it's it's fun. Okay. Alright. I might check it out. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I wouldn't... find the time. Yeah. I mean, there's, pro- there's probably plenty of other movies that came out last year that I would watch over this. But, I mean, if it comes up, like, on Netflix or something, or if you have the... Or, like, someone puts it on the background or something, yeah, check it out. It was All right. fun. Alright. And, uh, like I said before, I finished the show Chernobyl. They had their series finale this past weekend. And I uh, brought up earlier that IMDb has it up as its number one show ever. Uh-huh. This show's really fucking good. How many parts is it? Five. Okay. But I'm going to have you go in with the cavalcade that it's hard to watch. Okay. Just by gauging on what you've said before, I could get that. It, it is. It, it's a hard fucking movie show to watch because there are so many instances where you're watching people enter situations where it's like, well, you're dead. You're, like, dead in a week. <laughs> oh, no. You're all going to die. Oh, no. And then they have a uh, they have a character that uh, they say they made up. Like, there's a character that they made up so that they don't have to have so many fucking characters because there's, like, these two main ones. There's, like, a guy that works for, like, the Soviet government, and there's a guy that's a specialist that they brought in specifically just for this incident. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a female scientist that they made up because there was, like like 50 or 60 scientists that were involved in trying to figure out what happened here mm-hmm. that all had like the same sentiment that this is fucked up and the Soviet Union needs to recognize this and change their shit. Mm-hmm. And so they just centralized this into one character who's like this okay. woman. And uh, like, yeah, like it, it's so fucked just to like <laughs> how they show like how the Soviet Union worked where it was like, it's scary to think about, like, a government that will only accept what it believes is right. Mm-hmm. Like, even if science is like, if you ignore this, you're fucked. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're the Soviet Union. We, we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It literally gets to a point where they're saying, mm-hmm. like, if you ignore this any longer, there's going to be, not only will our country be uninhabitable, but five or six countries surrounding us will be uninhabitable. <laughs> and they're like... Yeah, okay, we'll do something then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, the Soviet Union was fucked. <laughs> but, and, it, it's such a fucking good show. And, like, their finale is such a fucking good finale. Because throughout the show, I had, like, I had, like, these small questions here and there. Where I was like, oh, well, then, why, why is this a thing? Why is this a thing? And when they get to the finale, they, they, like, the whole finale is literally based around... The events before the explosion. Like, the okay. show starts when the explosion happens, and the finale is the moments leading up to the explosion to, sh- to show why it exploded and why the Soviet Union was so fucked in to where they allowed a nuclear reactor to explode and literally, like, kill 
what could be 80,000 people. Damn. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can try to chip in, chip away at that this weekend. Yeah. It, but don't go into it being like, yeah, I'll, I'll just watch it in the in the background or whatever. Because okay. there's scenes where you're watching people melt. Mm-hmm. There's scenes where there's a there's an entire episode they devote to watching a bunch of people that work for the Russian military shoot dogs. Jesus. That's an entire episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> so oh. it is it is not an easy show to watch. But I God. think like I think I I tweeted earlier this week that Chernobyl is science's passion of the Christ. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Where they show like how fucked the world could be if you ignore scientific ideas and Ugh. what people in the scientific field warn you about. Yeah. So it's it's good. I Chernobyl is fucking awesome. Definitely check it out. All right. Um Anything else? That is it. I, um, besides going back and reading Swamp Thing, I've been going back and finishing up uh, a Doom Patrol run. Yeah. It's uh, actually Gerard Way's Doom Patrol run. Oh, boy. Singer of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. I've been reading a little bit of that. That's been, uh, just as goofy as Grant Morrison's. A little, <laughs> little fun. Um, not finished with it yet, but, uh, so that's coming down the pipeline. I've also been reading, um, uh, now I've completely drawn a blank. Ah, whatever. How now, dare you? Now you're here to help me. What, what, what did I watch or read or whatever? <laughs> um, but I also caught the first two episodes of, uh, my next guest with David Letterman. Yeah. His newest season. Okay. Um, the first episode is with Kanye West and the second episode is with Ellen. Um, oh, nice. I didn't finish the Ellen, Ellen one yet. I got like 15 minutes left of it. But the Conway... Con, Conway. Kanye <laughs> Conway West. Twitty? Yeah, Conway Twitty. <laughs> the Kanye West one was interesting. Yeah. Because at first, the interview is... He's kind of apprehensive on saying anything. Yeah. Kanye, and he's kind of... David Letterman's kind of warming him up. Just asking him like softball questions and kind of the, all that kind of stuff. But they eventually get to, like, his creative process and even, like, Trump stuff and all that. And, like, yeah. he brings it up himself. Really? Like, David Letterman kind of rebuttals with that. Yeah. But, like, Kanye then goes, like, on his on his own tangent about it. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like, Letterman lets him talk and, like, yeah, get, yeah. get your things out there. And, like, his stuff does... When he explains himself in this calm manner, it makes sense. And he's is diagnosed as being bipolar. Yeah. But even with all of that, I'm just like, I still can't get no. behind some of this stuff that yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And you and you can see that David Letterman doesn't either. Like yeah. you can see it in his face. Which I think makes it like a great actual interview. It's not like a fluff mm-hmm. piece. It's like a great conversation. Yeah. And then the Ellen one, they're like close friends. From, like, forever, like, oh, yeah. just being in the comedy world and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, like, it's kind of cool to see, like, it shows where she started and to where she is now. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Right. Talks about, like, how kind of degrading it was to be her in when she had, like, her own like television show yeah. not her talk show but like her own sitcom oh yeah yeah yeah. and then she came out during it yeah and then like abc and like disney like kind of like 
not promoting it anymore and all that yeah. other kind of shit. Fuck. And then she didn't work for three years after that. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember her really being around after that. The next thing she did after that was Finding Nemo. Really? Yeah, and I was like, that seems like it's a long time. Yeah. But apparently it was only three years. Because her show was big, like, in the 90s, wasn't it? That's what I thought. And Finding Nemo, I thought, came out in, like, 2000-something. Yeah. But apparently it was only three years. Yeah. But unless she had some other things going on at the time, because I I think she also hosted, like, the Emmys and stuff like that as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And, And they're... Obviously, comedians, so they've got, got like good jabs back and forth and of running course. jokes throughout the thing that of course seem I don't know good. But anyway, yeah. So I I really enjoy that show. Sweet. I it makes me always long that I watched the Late Show with David Letterman instead of like Tonight Show. I know. Like, hey, see this? Hear about this? Hear about this? <laughs> yeah. The guy tests the water with his penis. Well, what are you What are you doing with that? It's a Halloween test the water. I know. <laughs> I think I've heard that joke in his fucking monologue eight hundred times. Fuck that fucking silver haired bitch. <laughs> but no, like, uh, for like a podcast recommendation, I've been I've been listening to Conan O'Brien needs a friend, uh-huh. and he he's a really good interviewer when he gets a lot of time. Yeah. Like he he does like an hour and forty five minute long interview with Howard Stern. Oh, really? Which is really interesting. Okay. And, like, he had Bob Newhart, like, on, like, a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Like, he's a really good interviewer when he gets, a lot, when he gets like, time to just, like, sit down and, like, let them kind of, like, talk about their shit and stuff. Like, okay. Because he even gets people on from Saturday Night Live and gets, like, some kind of interesting stories out of them that way. Like, he had Bill Hader on. Okay. And I think he had some other people on from Saturday Night Live, too. But, yeah, like, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is a really good one to, to listen to, too. All right. Um... Because uh, last season, Dave Letterman had uh, Howard Stern on, and I wasn't a huge fan of that one. I liked some parts yeah. of it, but at one point, and then Howard Stern is kind of like trying to run the show and make it yeah. like, and I'm like, just be interviewed, would you? Yeah, but no, he does He does that in Conan's too, but like Conan, I feel like, because like they did like a whole thing where like Howard Stern put out a book where like he puts all of his, his best, what he thinks are his best interviews in there, uh-huh. and he... Came out and said that Conan O'Brien, he thought, was his best interview he's ever done. Oh. So, like, he loves Conan O'Brien. So, like, he... I think he lets Conan O'Brien get away with more stuff in terms of interviewing him than he would allow other people. Okay. Sound, sounds good. So, like, I thought their interview was probably one of the most interesting I've heard of Howard Stern's. Because, yeah, I agree. When every time, like, someone's like, hey, let me ask some questions, Howard's like, oh, let me ask you some questions. What do you think about this? <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. does that in this, too, but I feel like... Conan O'Brien's allowed to get away with more because he's like, I, I just like talking to you. Okay. Tell me more stuff. Right on. Sounds good. Anyway, that's all I've been into this last week, JT. Right on. Yeah. So, if people want to talk uh, to you about Howard Stern and his penis, <laughs> where can they do so? Hey, you can find me at Bucky Farvin on Twitter. Also, Bucky Farvin on Instagram. Hey, my Bucky Farvin on Snapchat. Troy, you can talk to me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Hit us up, both me and jt at review review pod on twitter as well oh yeah all of our episodes are uploaded also into facebook.com slash review review pod review review podcast i don't remember review review pod i think review review pod eh, it's uh, it's on facebook just search yeah it's pod it's whatever pod it's pod bro pod bro and then uh if 
you're curious, all of our episodes are uploaded onto our hosting site, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, as well as a multitude of other things such as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, since iTunes is apparently out. Did you hear about that, JT? It was news I almost forgot. iTunes is almost no that. more. Well, I heard they're getting rid of downloads. I don't know if they're out completely, but they're getting rid of downloading. Okay. So you can only stream on iTunes. All right. Sorry for all your libraries out there. No more adding anything anymore, I guess. No. Uh, uh, as well as like Stitcher and Spotify and all that goodness. And if you want to write into the show, you can do so at ReviewReviewPod at Gmail. Dot com. We love your letters. Yes, we do. Get, we feed off of them. Speaking of... What? I think I forgot that we've had some letters. What? So before we get very far, let's read some letters. All right. Now that we're at the end of the show, uh, where people are probably not listening. I com- Sorry, I completely <laughs> forgot. But one from good old Wait, Eric. Should I, should I mail scream? <laughs> yeah, let's do a mail scream. This late in the show, we're gonna do it's a. It's unprecedented. We're doing an unprecedented mail scream. Ah! Times two. Ah! There you go. Gents from Eric, from Eric Olson. Okay. <laughs> Generico, on yeah. the twitters. Yes. Haven't heard the mail scream for a bit, so I thought I'd chime in. Troy, I got your back. Game of Thrones sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, why are you guys punishing yourselves with the Fast and Furious franchise? Keep up the good sh- keep the good shows coming. I'll hang up and listen. Sent from my iPhone. Listen, I think our our Fast and Furious shows are pretty fascinating. I think they and didn't he agree that he wanted to hear them as well? I think he was the one that said that what, one of the detractors. Yeah, from he was. He, he said that. I'm I'm voting no. <laughs> Which look, I get it. They're not the best quality, but I think we've gotten two really good shows out of it. I went back and listened to our Too Fast, Too Furious, and I was cracking up throughout the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tokyo Drift coming up soon. It won't be this Monday, but it'll be yeah, very it, soon. It'll be it'll be in the in the workings. I've already seen it, Troy. You might be surprised. All right. We'll we see. We'll see, won't we? We'll see. And if I can find it in a good amount of time, GHD also actually sent me um, correspondence from Kenny Hunter Dave about the movie Platoon. That's right. You wanted to bring this up. And oh, I've shit. completely forgotten because he sent it to me and then it got buried in a chat. Okay. And so I'm trying to find it here. Oh my goodness, it could be from weeks ago. So, um, needless to say, though, his... What is that? Oh, no, that's not it. His opinion is a a tad chilling. Oh, no. Uh, God damn it. Okay, here we go. I'm I'm prepared for this. Boost the volume. I'm going to play it through my phone, so... It just stopped. Did it stop? God damn it, went into landscape. Oh my god. Hold on. Troy! <laughs> You're leaving us all on bated breath. I know, I know. All we heard was Dave say, what do you think of Platoon? Here we go, got it. Okay, what do you think of the movie Platoon? Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking myself. Uh, 
The first time I saw Platoon, I thought it was a little out there. But then I saw it again, and I realized it is very, very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. The scenes are very accurate. The patrolling is very accurate. The relationship between the, the guys and the squad is accurate. The language is very accurate. And it, it kind of moved me the second time I saw it. Yeah. And each time that I've seen it since, it kind of, I enjoy it. Yeah. Best Vietnam movie, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. Damn, Kenny yeah. Hunter Dave. Kenny Hunter Dave. Really sticking it to us. <laughs> he enjoys Platoon from a real Vietnam vet himself. Yeah. And like I said in our review, it it put me in a real fucking mood. <laughs> so imagining that being your everyday life. Ugh. And he's pretty even keel. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. one of my favorite people in the world. So yeah. Thank, anyway, well, thank you, Kenny Hunter Day. You're yeah. probably you probably never hear this. Yeah. But thank you so much for your man. time and your service. Yeah, for yeah. your service as well, Christ. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. So anyway, I'll leave you with that. That's yeah. all of our correspondences that we had that I've been forgetting because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but until next time, where we talk uh, more movies, yeah. JT. We're talk for uh, for Monday. We are doing a flashback. Yes, we are. For uh, Kong Skull Island. Yep. That we did a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And then for this coming Thursday, we're doing Dark <laughs> Phoenix. That's right. So flock to the theaters. Make sure you put that circle on that X, though. <laughs> That's right. So you know it's vaguely an X-Men movie. Don't you dare leave that circle <laughs> off that X. <laughs> so That's what's coming down the pipeline. But until then... I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am JG3K. And we are off. <laughs>